Hello, welcome to another episode of The Principal Voice, a podcast sponsored by the Ontario Principals Council, or OPC. My name is Peggy Sweeney. The OPC is the professional association representing more than 5,400 principals and vice principals in Ontario's publicly funded elementary and secondary schools. We develop and deliver professional learning for school leaders, provide legal advice and support, and advocate for public education. Our provincial office is based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Our guest today is Naeem Sadiq, a member of our protective services team. Welcome, Naeem. Thanks, Peggy. We're here today to talk to Naeem about the PST and how it assists our members. So Naeem, let's start by talking about the team. Who is it that's on the team and what are their roles? So uh, we have about three or four different roles on the team, starting with our intake consultants. Intake consultants are retired principals that will work uh, during the day and be on the phone available for calls. And they're usually the first person a member will connect with. Uh, Are then often, if they need to, that a case will be referred to one of the protective service consultants. And there's four of us, also all former principals. Um, We also have a very strong legal team with four lawyers and a legal secretary that kind of helps us all stay organized. Uh, It's not uncommon for everyone to weigh in and on a case. Sometimes if we need a lot of different voices or opinions, or a member might work with just one intake consultant, perhaps a PSD consultant, and maybe even a lawyer, depending on the nature of the case. So the four consultants who are all full-time members of the OPC on staff, you said they're all former or practicing principals. Why is that important? We think it's important because it gives us the ability and the lens to really support the member, understanding their job, the things they live, the things they go through on a daily basis. So for example, if there's a concern the board has uh, with a member's performance or decision-making, all of us can relate to being in that position and understand what the member is going through when they're uh, doing their best at their job. So we believe that understanding of the job is really important in order to support members because it's a very difficult, complex job and never been more difficult and complex as it is now. So having that experience is very helpful, we believe. Now, you you mentioned a number of layers on your team. So can you walk us through what happens when someone calls the PST for service or support? So they'll make contact. Uh, Generally speaking, during the day, uh, you'll call and uh, likelihood you'll leave a voicemail and it'll be forwarded to an intake consultant. And usually within an hour or two, you'll get a call back and the intake consultant will listen to your situation, take detailed notes to put in the database under the member's confidential uh, part of the database and allow them to sort of develop some understanding and history. Uh, often for most of our cases, I would say about 80%, the advice the intake consultant gives is all the member needs at that point. But for about 20% of the cases, it gets referred to a PSD consultant for a deeper level of support, perhaps for representation, 
perhaps a phone call to the board um, to advocate on the member's behalf, or maybe some deeper understanding the consultant can give because they do some work in the province or in the district that can help the member better understand uh, what they need to do moving forward. Um, that case will stay with the consultant for a fair number of meetings or interactions. If it gets to a point, let's say discipline's involved or it becomes very complex, a consultant like myself may reach out to the legal team, uh, ask the help of maybe one lawyer, or maybe take the case to the whole table and get the input of everyone in order to give the member the best service and advice. So can a member call a consultant or a lawyer directly for support or advice? Um, it's not something we encourage. Uh, for First of all, for the lawyers, it, they cannot do that. We find the best way to support members is lawyers are working very hard, putting in hours on a small number of cases. So much of the advice they would give or the understanding, we actually have that because of the work we do as a consultant. And we can get to a lawyer if we need more deeper analysis. Um, some members do reach out directly to do a consultant because they have our contact information or they're doing district work and they know us. We prefer and, and think the best way of it working for people is that they recall intake. It allows us to track calls better, uh, make sure the database is up to speed on a regular basis. And like I said, we find intake consultants, because they're there every day, all day, they're actually the most accessible people. And if you're chasing a consultant, you might wait longer than you need to to get the advice you need. So the best thing to do is to call intake directly on a regular basis. So Naeem, I guess the key question a lot of people are wondering is when should they call? When should they call if they have an issue or a problem or a concern or even just a question? Well, I guess the first thing I'll say is there's no bad time to call. Uh, there's nothing wrong with calling and having a question that's simple and straightforward. We totally recognize that there's different levels of experience and pressures. And um, and it, you, you may have someone explain for you how to get the answer on your own next time, but that doesn't mean the call isn't warranted when you need the advice. So if you're sensing just you're confused, not, having, not sure what to do, uh, We'll give you some advice on operations and what to check and where your policies potentially are to look for in your terms and conditions. If you're getting any sense that you're feeling unsafe or um, don't appreciate the way you're being spoken to by a staff member or a parent and you need some advice on how to talk it through. Um, but clearly, for sure, if somebody at senior team or a superintendent wants to have a meeting with you and they want to address something, then you absolutely need to call. Um, to make sure you have the supports needed in place to answer the questions and make sure that you get a fair and clear opportunity to respond and explain your side of things. So if someone calls for support or a question, does their board find out that they've made that call and do you report back to their board? We do not. Uh, the board will have no, um, no ability, nor we work very hard to keep all calls confidential. Um, it is possible sometimes with a member's position, uh, permission that we may potentially call, um, but that's only after we've consulted with a member and decided together that's the best course of action. We may talk to a local or a board when we see trends where let's say a number of people are calling to are concerned about something or concerned about 
a particular superintendent or concerned about uh, a trend that's growing. But even if that's happening, we're doing it in a way that it can't, there's no way to isolate uh, any particular card to any one member. Um, because we recognize how people are nervous and need to feel like they can call in confidence and those calls will remain confidential. Naeem, do you find that that might be a reason that people don't call PST because they're concerned about either someone else finding out or because they're concerned of how this may look for them and their role as a principal or vice principal? Absolutely. Um, you know, a number of years ago, uh, when OPC first began, there seemed to be a mindset that only people who didn't know um, how to do the job on their own, potentially, or or made a big mistake, were the only ones who called. And over time, people started to realize we're here to help everyone and there's nothing wrong with calling. We are concerned with some board cultures that look down upon members if they call. And if that's what a member is feeling like in their board, in other words, if I call, that could put a uh, marked by my name with the senior team, that's something we need to address. We have confronted some school boards about that culture and have helped shift that thinking at the senior team level, but we can only do that if we're aware that's what people are feeling and that's a concern they have, and then we will work hard with the local to try to shift that to a better, more supportive, understanding culture. Naeem, what would happen if there was a principal and vice principal in the same school that were having an issue with each other? How does the OPC decide which one of them to help or to represent? Uh, generally speaking, what will happen is one of the two may call first and whoever they connect with, uh, an intake consultant and then a, a PST consultant by myself would connect with that person. If the other member of that admin team calls, somebody else will connect with them and we will put up what's called an ethics wall. And when an ethics wall is, we would not speak to each other or share the confidential information uh, about what each other are saying or feeling about their situation. So they both feel like they have confidentiality. We're very aware, uh, particularly let's say a vice principal, how they would feel when their supervisor is not happy with them, but need to talk freely about what's happening. Uh, it is possible for us to come together as a group the two consultants, but that would only happen with the permission of both members, perhaps let's say in a mediation or in a conversation that both members feel would be productive if we did talk to each other. But otherwise we would uh, keep up the ethics wall. So for example, we might even sign two different lawyers if we need be to two different um, members. And those lawyers would not speak to each other uh, about the case because they would work independently and best serve the member. Can you give us an idea of what the most common reasons are that people call the PST? Um, right now, what we're seeing is, you know, and it, because people are very stressed and, and are dealing with so many issues uh, through the pandemic and uh, people are calling for advice and clarity on how to operationalize um, procedures and testing and social distancing and getting a sense of how they're feeling. And many of them are just are very stressed and feeling very anxious and need sort of to talk through some tougher cases. Um, people are calling about conflicts they're having with their mentee members, with teachers, with parents, uh, superintendents, and then we'll call and walk through the conflict with us to get some advice on how to go forward. And the work we do as consultants, we're seeing 
referrals to us for people being accused of harassment. Uh, for the most part, the process are showing that our members are doing the jobs they need to do as managers and supervisors. But in the climate we have today, the policies and procedures that are existing, there are a number of harassment complaints and we support members through the large majority of them lead to no findings, but they're still very stressful processes that our members need support with. Can you give us an idea of how many calls the PST would get in an average week or month? Um, I find myself, like when I've done intake, uh, I've done, I do intakes one Monday a month. I usually get about a dozen calls. Uh, and in those dozen calls, um, three or four of those calls become referrals to uh, consultants. And so myself as a consultant, I have about 50 or 60 cases that are active. Um, and through the course of the year, I'll probably get up to 150, 160, maybe more cases where I get involved with activity. Uh, and like I said earlier, that's about 20% of the cases and 80% of them don't reach that level. And the advice they get from intake is um, generally all they need to hear for now. And they may call back for further support. That's a lot of cases, Naeem. Now, we've talked a lot about the calls for people calling in for support. What other roles or what other responsibilities does the PST have in addition to taking these calls each day? Um, I think in many ways we help develop the professional development um, curriculum and material at OPC. And what I mean by that is we have a sense of what's happening in the buildings and we have a sense of what's happening in the role. And we share that with a professional learning uh, group here at OPC who help design the courses and the PD that members need. So in other words, if we're seeing a deficiency in practice, we bring it to the table to see about what can we do about it to improve that deficiency. Um, we ourselves do workshops. We call them hot topics. So all the consultants like to get out at least a half a dozen times each, uh, try to get to as many boards as we can through a year, and hopefully we'll be traveling again face-to-face -to, -face to de deliver workshops about what's happening in the job. As well, we try to work with locals, um, supporting them through terms and conditions, conversations through negotiations, as well as just hearing from the local how things are in the boards, working with the local to see what their board is doing well and what the board can do better, and helping strategize a plan that will allow them to advocate for their local, and ourselves sometimes meeting directly with directors and senior team in our roles, just to talk about what we think can be done to improve board culture so they're more supportive, ultimately benefiting students by creating conditions where people can lead and, and foster leadership in their own schools as well. This sounds like an incredibly important service that OPC offers and something that every one of our members should know about. And really that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is we really want to make sure both our new members and our more veteran members have a really good sense of the OPC and what you do and how to get support, et cetera. What piece of advice would you give to our members about the PST in relation to their role as a practicing principal or vice principal? I, I think my advice to all members is uh, not to be isolated. Um, we find the people who struggle the most are the ones who are isolated. And you know, I'm sure our members know that about teachers, the teachers that are out of their classroom and talking to other teachers 
uh, are the ones that tend to be more successful. It's the same with our, uh, our members. So OPC and PST is an example of how you don't isolate yourself. Making phone calls, asking questions, uh, staying on top of the information we're putting out there, uh, going to meetings when we are in your local, attending hot topic workshops will allow you to have a sense of what supports are available to you, as well as what's happening in the rest of the province and give you a sense of how, where you're at as a local yourself. Uh, it's a service, it's a support, it's a very difficult job. Uh, there's no loss of dignity or no pride that should be lost because you call and ask for help. Uh, people need to understand the strongest thing to do sometimes is to pick up the phone and say, I need some help and, and I need some support. And that in itself is a sign of leadership and strength. So that would be my piece of advice. Thanks so much, Naeem. That was a lot of information that you provided today. For those who are listening, I also want to remind you that our website has a whole section devoted to the protective services team, including a link where you can find information on how to get in touch with them. Our guest today was Naeem Sadiq, one of our four PST consultants. Naeem, you've provided a lot for us to think about and to learn, and I hope all of our listeners have learned something today about the PST. Naeem, thank you for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, listeners.